Hello everyone, it's Melissa. I'm back and I wanted to talk about a little thing that's happening in my life that's just causing me a teensy bit of stress and worry. Um, it's nothing huge, but it is a problem and I need help. I would like advice. I would like for you guys to tell me what should I do because I'm in a situation where I don't really know what to do. So, but first, um, I would like to shout out a listener named Andrew who emailed me with the answer to my math question. Um, if anyone listened to the last episode, you know, I had a situation where I asked a question in my math class and I didn't get an answer. Well, Andrew answered it and he said... Um, you can turn an expression into an equation by making it equal to another expression. So that answers that. Thank you, Andrew. And I think that's what my teacher was trying to say. Uh, but he didn't really quite get there. Um, I'm still confused about how an equal sign doesn't automatically make it an equation, but it's fine. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna take this answer at face value and just accept it. So thank you, Andrew. Also, I have been receiving some messages saying that I have a soothing voice. And I just want to thank everyone who has said that because you're helping me feel better about myself because I have always honestly hated the way my voice sounds. I listen back to it and I'm like, ooh, is that what I sound like? Um, but I also think that this is a thing that's true for most people because how I sound like when I hear myself is not how I, like when I'm talking, is not how I sound when I hear a recording of myself. So I think it's just jarring where it's like, oh, that's me? That That's not really what I sound like in my own head, like when I hear myself, like, live, <laughs> not recorded. Anyway, so that's a great compliment. Thank you, guys. I love everyone. Everyone's so nice and has just been giving me great feedback and giving me some, like, good topic ideas and asking really great questions and I'm just, I'm having a great time talking to people and learning other people's stories. And I don't know, it's making my heart very happy. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you everyone for being great. And that's enough of that. Um, what else? I think there was one. Oh yeah. There was one other thing I wanted to say, um, about my episode, the last episode about parenting. Um, I have received a couple of encouraging uh, messages from people and stuff just like, you know, telling me that either they relate or they're, they're sure I'm doing a great job or whatever, which thank you. Um, I love that. And I also listened to a podcast episode recently. Um, I believe it was on Glennon Doyle's podcast. Um, she has a podcast now called We Can Do Hard Things. And 
I freaking love that podcast, but I also freaking love her. And if you don't know who Glennon Doyle is, please find out. And if you do know who she is, but you haven't read her most recent book, Untamed, it's amazing. Um, I just, I can't say enough good things about Glennon Doyle, but she did a podcast episode recently, um, that also had a little nugget in it that made me feel better about my parenting, which was basically like, if you are a parent who is questioning whether or not you're being a good parent, then you're probably being a good parent. In other words, the the worrying about how you're doing and the trying to be the best that you can be really automatically makes you a good parent you know like I feel like the parents who aren't really worried about how they're doing or who think that their way is the only way or um you know or parents out there who just don't care I mean there are those in the world um I know that firsthand and I don't know the notion that as long as you are a parent who is trying your best, who is like concerned about your kids and concerned about whether you're doing it right and trying to learn and trying to grow, um, that you're doing okay. You're probably doing just fine. So I thought I would leave that little bit for everyone out there who was a parent who was listening. Um, and I know I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm doing the best I can. And, and my kids love me and I love them and we're all going to be fine. And yeah, that's that. So anyway, on to what I want to talk about today, which is invitations. So <laughs> invitations are tricky and I've been dealing with a weird situation lately. So let me just get into that. My partner and I moved out to the country, I would say, like, uh, we're about 20 minutes away from the city now. Like, we used to live in town, we used to be surrounded by people, um, but the difference, I think, between the city and the country that we're noticing is that in the city, we didn't really know our neighbors or interact with them. Like, maybe you wave to them, like, on your way to your car, or, like, give the little head nod thing, or say, hey, And that was about it. But when you move to the country, um, it turns out that I I think your neighbors like actually want to talk to you and know you. At least that's been our experience so far. Um, So the first year or so, this wasn't a problem because everybody was in lockdown. Um, Like literally two weeks after we moved to into our new house, we went on lockdown in March of last year. So Um, so we didn't have the threat of the invitation because no one was inviting each other anywhere over the past year plus. Um, but we did get to know our neighbors a little bit like in passing. Um, we, like everyone else in the world was going on, we were going on a lot of walks when quarantine was happening. I feel like I took three walks a day around my neighborhood. I was walking probably like 10 miles a day. It was a lot. Um, just cause there was nothing else to do and I'm a busybody, and I'm like, what do I even do with all this energy I have? Um, oh, I'll walk. So in walking so often I would, you know, run into the neighbors and we would chat a little bit and they both seemed very nice. We have a neighbor on each side of us. 
Um, we all moved in around the same time because all of our houses were built new at the same time. So, um, so we all exchanged phone numbers and we were like, here, like, let's get each other's numbers in case there's ever like an emergency or if you guys ever need anything or whatever. Um, which I'm glad we did because one of our neighbors actually saved one of our goats one day when we were not home and one of our goats got tangled in some rope and could have probably strangled himself to death. Uh, but my neighbor heard very weird distressed goat noises coming from our yard and she texted me and she was like, Hey, what's your gate code? Like, I need to go back and check your goats are making weird noises. Um, and I was like, oh, okay. So I gave her the code. She went back. She was like, oh my gosh, your goat was all tangled up. And, and I was like, oh my God, thank you. Like, yeah, so good. Exchanging numbers with the neighbors, good. But more recently, now that everybody's getting vaccinated. No, I can't say everyone's getting vaccinated. <laughs> everyone's certainly not getting vaccinated. Now that a lot of people are getting vaccinated, I have, my neighbors have, um, things are getting safer, quote unquote, to like get together and whatever. And so now the danger of the invitation is back and it's happening. So our neighbors on our right side are really nice, really, really, all of our neighbors are nice. The neighbors that we've met, all great people. Um, but so one night we're getting ready for bed my partner and I it's like nine o'clock right and nine o'clock is like we're in our pajamas already I've been in my pajamas for hours by the time nine o'clock gets around like I showered I'm in my pajamas you know we're getting in bed to maybe like watch a little tv or read a book or something you know it's it's relax time it's bedtime almost um and the neighbor texts me and she's like hey we're out back in our yard we got a little fire going we're having a beer do you guys want to come over and I'm like oh <laughs> no <laughs> absolutely not but of course you can't say that and so I said the polite thing and I was like oh thanks so much for the invitation actually we're already kind of turning in for the night um you know maybe some other time and she's like yeah maybe some other time so that other time hasn't happened yet but I know it's coming I know there's another invitation around the bend <sighs> similarly I had a photo shoot client recently, um, that she and I got to talking and I found out that her and her husband live right around the corner from us, literally like less than a mile away. And her husband, when we figured this all out, he was like, oh my gosh, well, that's so convenient. We have, you know, every, every couple weeks or maybe like once a month, we have people over I get out the grill, we barbecue, we have some drinks, and we just shoot the shit. And I'm like, oh God, I know where this is going. And I was like, oh, awesome. And he's like, yeah, we have your phone number. Next time we do it, we'll, we'll let you know. And I'm like, 
oh, that is great. Yes. Yeah. Thanks. Awesome. And I'm like, internally, I'm like, no, no, I don't, I don't want that. You're very nice, but I don't want that. So here's where I'm stuck, you guys. <laughs> because those people, the photo shoot people, did text. Oh, they did. Like, probably a week later. And they were like, hey, we're having people over tonight. You know, you don't have to bring anything if you just want to show up. We'll just, like, hang out. And I'm like, uh. And I told a fib. I don't know what else to do in this situation. I just texted back and I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. We already have plans. Maybe next time. This reminds me, now it's popping into my head, I have another friend's reference. I think I did this on another episode too. I have a friend's reference for everything because I freaking love that show. But it reminds me of the episode of Friends where Chandler starts dating or goes on a date with Rachel's boss. And at the end of the date, he says, thanks, this was great. Let's do it again sometime even though he didn't like her and he didn't want to go out with her again. And so she starts obsessing about when he's going to call. And he's like, I'm not going to call. That's just what you say at the end of a date. And it turns into this big thing. And eventually he goes out with her again, reluctantly, with the intention of ending things. But at the end of the date, he says again, thanks, this was fun. Let's do it again sometime. And it like just keeps going. And this is what I feel like in that situation. It's like, oh, not this time, maybe next time. Um, and then, so both of these people now I'm like just waiting. I'm just waiting for the next invitation. And I'm like, do I say, um, do I just keep saying we're busy maybe next time? Oh, oh, we're busy. Maybe next time. Thanks for the invitation. Like, can I say that forever? I live next door to the one of these people, like immediately next door to them. So that makes it a lot harder. <laughs> but for me, it's hard to put myself in a situation socially that is like that, like, especially with the photo shoot clients and them just inviting a bunch of people over to barbecue and hang out. Um, at least with the other neighbors, it's like, they're a couple, we're a couple, they seem nice. Um, we seem like we have some stuff in common, so maybe it would be okay. Um, but I'm just a socially reluctant person. I do enjoy my routine. I enjoy my alone time. Last minute invitations are not a thing that I can do. Um, so I'm like, do I just tell them like, so here are the solutions that I've come up with, or maybe there's only one solution or maybe I've come up with more than one. I don't know. Let me just keep talking and things will come out. The first thing that I'm thinking, okay, Maybe I should just be honest and be like, hey, um, like I, we would like next time they invite us, like be like, hey, <laughs> I kind of, um, really prefer to like plan things ahead of time. So 
if we could plan to get together like in a few days or like on a day next week or whenever coming up that works for both of us, that would be a lot better. So should I do that with the neighbors, the immediate neighbors? Um, I'm thinking that's the way I'm going to go. I'm thinking I'm going to just be like, Hey, I really need to be able to like plan hangouts ahead of time. I don't have to tell them why yet. Um, or ever. I mean, I don't know where I'm at with like disclosing my neurotype or whatever to people who I, even people I know, let alone people I barely know. Um, but should I do that? Guys, help me. And then what about the people who are down the road who want us to come to these gatherings? I I don't think I ever want to do that. I'm just hoping and praying that they never, never invite us again, but I have a feeling that they're going to. And do you just keep saying forever that you're busy and maybe next time and then hopefully eventually they get the hint? Or are you honest? Do you say like, oh, you know, these types of gatherings aren't really my cup of tea. Um, For some reason, I feel like that's rude and I don't know why I feel that way because um, I don't, is that rude? Is that a rude way to turn down an invitation? Those, the, the, those people, I'm not so sure if we would have a lot in common or like a lot to talk about either. Like just by talking to them a little bit, it was like, oh, these seem like people who aren't they're they're perfectly nice don't don't get me wrong but you know what I mean when you meet someone you're like man I don't think I have a lot in common with these people um also my partner and I neither of us drink I mean my partner will a little bit on occasion like have a beer or something in the appropriate setting like if we're out or something um but I don't I don't drink at all I haven't in years um and people want us to come like have a beer and so in the past also when I've told people like oh we don't really we don't drink or we also don't eat meat (laughs) so people are like oh come over we're gonna barbecue we're gonna have some beers and I'm like oh I don't do either of those things actually (laughs) um and then people get weird they're like oh my gosh well what can we do like what do you eat what and then I just feel like I'm a big old bother and then I get there and everyone's drinking and I'm like oh I don't drink and I just have like my water bottle and I just go like stand in the corner and I'm like weird and I'm awkward and I just want to go home I'm sure a lot this is resonating with a lot of you but this conundrum seriously is like sitting in the back of my mind because it's a problem that I don't know how to solve and I know it's going to come up again soon and I just don't know how to deal with it on the other hand okay this this wasn't a direction that I planned to go today but now it's just popping into my mind that There are times when um, a person who I really do like hanging out with will invite me somewhere and I'll say no. And then it seems like with these people, with the people who you want to hang out with, if you turn it down once, they never ask you again. It's like the opposite. It's like the people who you don't really want to hang out with persist. 
And the people who you do want to hang out with, you're like, oh no, but really invite me again. Ask me again. I can't this time, but next time. And they're like, oh, okay. And then you literally never hear from them again. It's like they fell off the face of the planet. What's up with that? Do I need to be more clear? Like I'm literally just saying no this time. Please invite me next time. Invite. I feel like that's clear. Like invite me next time but they don't invite me next time. They're like, oh, she said no once, that's it. Um, When really there was, if I was saying no to that person at that time, there was probably a good reason. Um, Even if the reason was just like, I couldn't do it that day, like mentally, emotionally, it was too short of notice, whatever. Like that's a good enough reason to say no. Um, But there's that situation too. But (laughs) invitations are hard. Friendships are hard. Working other people into your life is hard. Then what if you hang out with these people and you don't really click with them, but you have to act like you do because that's polite and then they keep inviting you and then we're just going to have to move. Is that the answer? Eventually we'll just have to move. Be like, sorry, we don't live by you guys anymore. We'll go back to the city where no one talks to us. That seems extreme, and I don't know what we would do with our goats and our rooster. So anyway, that was a lot. I feel better just by talking about that. Can someone help me? Have you been in this situation before? I need a guidebook. How to navigate humans. Because I don't know. Don't know. Oh, also, I have my... A final assessment appointment tomorrow, which isn't an assessment. It's like going over results and seeing if I get my official diagnosis. So I will be recording tomorrow to let you guys know how that all went. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. I'm anxious. I'm nervous. I'm just like ready. I'm just ready to have the appointment. It's been a long, long, long wait and process and a lot of stress and thinking and overthinking and over overthinking and trying not to overthink and yeah so wish me luck and I will let you guys know how it all goes down tomorrow and uh I'll talk to you then thanks so much for listening bye